Did you know that less than 2% of babies that are born in the United States are born out of the hospital? And yet we know that women for generations have been giving birth in their living rooms, kitchens, and bedrooms. With so many births happening at hospitals nowadays, it's important to know that as pregnant mamas in our modern day and age, that there are options for where to give birth and choosing a space that you feel confident and calm in is so important. In episode two of the Built to Birth podcast, we get the honor of hearing Daisha's home birth story that gives us a little insight into a first time mom's home birth journey. If you're loving her story, make sure you subscribe to the Built to Birth podcast, rate it, and then write a review so that more mamas like you can hear empowering stories like this one. Now let's listen to Daisha's story. Hi, Daisha. Can you hear me? Hi. I can. Can you hear me? Great. That's perfect. It's so good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you too. It's finally, it's fun to have a conversation with a person I've been watching on YouTube for the last five months straight. So, <laughs> Oh man, that's so funny. Yeah, I love connecting with moms. It's so funny just to be like, I don't know. I feel like we're like with so many moms, I'm like, oh, I feel like we're already friends. Like, I feel like I know you, but I've never actually <laughs> even met you. It's <laughs> fun. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with me. And I know kind of as a new mom, it can be like life is a little bit crazy. So thanks for (laughs) just spending some time and sharing your birth story. And I'm so excited to hear it. Yeah, of course. Happy to share it. Good. Um, So before we get started, do you mind sharing us a little bit about you and like your husband and kind of how you guys found out that you were pregnant? Yeah, totally. So My name is Daisha. I am a worship leader uh, occupationally. So I sing and play guitar for church services on the weekends. And then I'm also a fitness coach too. So those are my two biggest passions. And the fact that I get to do both of them is super fun. Um, And then my husband is a videographer. So he does everything from lighting to podcasts to, you know, a bunch of random fun projects, weddings, things like that. Um, And Let's see. We, when we were trying to get pregnant, we weren't not trying, if that makes sense. So we were kind of in a place where we, it it was kind of funny. I wanted to wait a long time to, or about two to five years into marriage before we started talking about having kids. And it, we had this one day where Jared, if we had a honeymoon baby, he would have been thrilled. So he was basically <laughs> waiting for me to give him the okay uh, in terms gotcha. of like starting the family. And there was one day where he sent me this video of a girl who was, you know, she'd had a kid sooner than what she wanted and was listing out all these reasons why she was super grateful that she had that kid sooner. Mm. And I continued to explore YouTube a little bit after. And within the hour and a half of watching all of those videos, I had completely changed my mind, 180 degrees. (laughs) And he came home that day and I was like, I'm ready to have kids. (laughs) And so that was my moment where things just like seemed to make sense in terms of timing and what we were looking for. And within the month we got pregnant and I mean, he was keeping up with me in terms of like, whether, um, I had never been on birth control, so we didn't really think it'd be a huge issue to get pregnant, like right when we wanted to. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we, within the month of starting to try, we were pregnant and we were both thrilled about it. And I still stand by my decision that I changed when I changed my mind nine months ago. So we're really, really happy. Yeah. Good. That is so special. So how long were you guys married then before you decided to get pregnant? We were married just under a year and a half. We're actually going to come up on two years at the end of this month. So we're getting close. Early congratulations. That's so sweet. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. How did you tell him that you were pregnant? Um, well, it's funny, the timing of it actually wasn't super great. He knew that I was like running late and that my period was late at the time I was in Colorado because Mm -hmm. I'm in Arlington, Virginia right now. Um, but I was in Colorado for a friend's wedding and I decided that's where my family is too. So it was actually really special. I found out that I was pregnant, took the test in Colorado and got to share that with my family in person, which was really fun. 
Um, yeah. But I called him and FaceTimed him when he was like in the middle of a work like conference thing. So <laughs> he was like surrounded by all these other people and in this like really fancy outfit for this professional <laughs> thing that he was a part of. So he was like, he obviously he was very excited and we had already talked about this and we kind of knew it was coming. But the moment that I did tell him, he was like, I'm really excited, but I can't like, he couldn't do anything. Can't jump or, like, up and celebrate down, can't hug moment. anyone. Exactly. <laughs> so I, uh, luckily we had had the conversation prior to already. And he was like, he knew it was coming and was really excited about it. So. Oh, that's so sweet. That's amazing. So then yeah. as you were kind of preparing for your birth experience like what did you do to prepare and like I know you ended up having a home birth was that something that you wanted to do from the get-go or what kind of like led you to your birth experience yeah I think when I first found out that I was pregnant I didn't think a ton about the birthing experience itself at first Um, but I am a researcher. So I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of YouTube videos and really just tried to get a well-rounded understanding of what all of my options were. Um, Mm -hmm. my mom delivered me and all of my four siblings naturally. So I initially had the idea of like, okay, my mom did it five times. I can do it. Um, and then also just understanding that like the hospital industry wasn't taking over the birthing experience until very recently in the last Mm. few decades. Um, And so understanding that like women did it naturally for thousands of years before this, I was like, I, I think I'd like to, to like, I don't know, respect what women have been doing for a long time and recognize that my body was made to do this. And um, so that said, I kind of only really knew that that was the one thing I wanted to prioritize um, mm. nine months down the road. But I think the more that I read, I read a lot from Ina Mae Gaskins. Um, and I think a lot of her writings really inspired me to take more of an approach that would prioritize like um, an environment that would make me feel really comfortable. And yeah, she's amazing. Really, <laughs> yeah. And really helped me stay relaxed and Ultimately, after I did all of the research, I kind of came to the conclusion that um, a water birth at home would be the thing that I would feel the most like relaxed with Mm, um, mm -hmm. and the most confident in, the most empowered with. So after a good portion of research, it probably took me a few months just to get through all of the readings and stuff. And I got to a point where I was like, I think this is what I want. So yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So do you feel like you like most of your time in pregnancy was spent preparing like for the experience that you wanted during birth or was it a lot of like how can I like prepare my body how can I prepare my mind like what what do you feel like you most prioritized while you were preparing for your birth Ooh, that's a good question I think (laughs) I think there were different phases to it so I, um I'm trying to even remember like what order I went in I think the first part was just studying like how much or like what how I should be taking care of my body first while Mm -hmm. baby's inside of me um and being a fitness coach I already had a pretty good understanding of like body awareness and good nutrition and you know exercising things like that yeah Um, I didn't do a ton of training while I was actually pregnant it was pretty fun to see like the work that I had done consistently over the last five to seven years of working out Um, and just being able to watch my body adapt to all of the changes really well. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think initially a lot of it was with nutrition and understanding how that really affects baby's development and the things that Mm. she, um, I think after that and the closer I got to the birthing experience, the more I was like, I should probably figure out what I want. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think the next phase was really focusing on, um, you know, what it looks like for what the history of birthing has been, how, like Mm. what role a hospital has played in that. Um, and then what other people have done kind of off the cuff. I learned that like not many people actually do home births. It's like 1% of women in the United States, which is crazy to me. Um, and so that was really intriguing and I was super Mm. interested in seeing what was appealing on both sides. Um, and yeah, so I think it was probably the closer I got, 
to the birthing experience more. I was like, all right, I should probably do a little bit more research here. (laughs) And then um, once that was covered, I think the focus after that was really, especially towards the end, um, was really focusing on mentally preparing. And it was Mm -hmm. a little bit, uh, obviously the situation with the whole pandemic is not ideal. Yeah. Yeah, But the transition time that it gave me to be at home and to really get used to, you know, going from a family of two to a family of three, I had plenty of time to think about it. Uh, Mm. One could argue I had enough time to overthink about it. So (laughs) yeah, it was a battle that I was trying to weigh back and forth a little bit. Um, But at the same time, it gave me plenty of time to kind of come to terms with the transition to work on relaxing and just to like sit down for a little bit breathe well, focus on Mm -hmm. what it looks like to just let your body fall limp so that like when the contractions did come, they could just do their thing. Um, and I would have been in a place where I was confident that I could let my body surrender to what was going to be happening. So I think I had a lot of confidence in my ability to work with breathing and body control, but there were definitely a few times where, I mean, it's so nice too. Like it, it basically puts you to sleep. So <laughs> I got a few good naps out of it too. Towards good. The there end, you go. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. So I, I think that was kind like, of the progression of it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I feel like for a lot of people, you know, this COVID crisis has, you know, it's thrown everyone through a loop, but I also feel like for a lot of us, it's been a blessing in disguise to kind of help us kind of step back and feel like and and understand like okay this is you know how I step back from work and all of the distractions and really be able to you know focus on especially for pregnant moms focus on my body focus on my baby you know focus Mm -hmm. on preparation for this birth experience and then all of motherhood so I feel like in some ways like it is a little bit of a blessing disguise in disguise this whole crisis that we're experiencing um but that's so amazing that you had already kind of been planning for a home birth from the beginning, because I know that that's been a little bit of a scramble for a lot of moms who are like now, like, oh, I don't want to give birth in a hospital. Like, let me try to give birth at home. Um, and, you know, whether there are moms listening to this right now who are, you know, trying to figure that out right now, I feel like you can give a lot of insight um, because you had a home birth. And so why don't you now share with us just your birth experience? Walk us through, you know, when you were like, oh, I think this is labor and then all the way to the birth of your baby. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll actually start a little bit before that. I had to wait a lot longer than I thought I would have to. I originally, my uh, due date was March 31st with our little girl. Her name is Jayla. Um, Jayla, that's sweet. Thank you. And we, I was like, I'm an overachiever and like to do things sooner rather than later. I will do my homework two weeks early so that (laughs) I don't have to worry about it for later. Um, And so I was like, this little girl's probably going to come out a week early. So we're just going to prepare and be ready. And then she ended up being 11 days late. So it was (laughs) a long, long two or three weeks of just like sitting around and being like, where the heck is this girl? (laughs) And so we spent a good couple weeks trying all of the natural induction methods. Like I did so much research. We did the tea, we did walks, we did um, stretching and making sure I was active. We did the midwife brew. We did membrane mm-hmm. sweeps and just everything. I was like, she's not coming. I <laughs> don't know what's going on. Um, but luckily she did. And I, uh, was able to kind of avoid having to transfer into a hospital because if we got to 42 weeks, we would have had to go into a hospital. So yeah. I was slightly concerned that we were like getting a little close to the end date. Yeah. Um, But we did wake up Saturday morning. It was uh, April 11th when I woke up at 5.30 with contractions. And beforehand, I had a lot of Braxton Hicks happening, but there there was no cramping or any like pain really associated with it. Um, But I woke up that morning and I was like, oh, this is new. This is like progress finally. Yeah. And so... um, we ended up, let's see, I went through contractions for about 45 minutes just to make sure that it was like consistent and that it was strong enough to the point where it was worth waking my husband up that early. So mm-hmm. it was about 6.15 when I finally turned around and I was like, all right, babe, 
time to wake up. <laughs> We're doing this thing. And yeah. uh, I know that I, in all the reading that I had done, I realized that it was super valuable to be moving and up and around and making sure you're trying different positions and things like that to help labor progress. Um, yeah. But I was at the point where I was just like, I cannot imagine what it would be like to try to support myself standing and find a comfortable position while I'm going through these contractions. The breathing helped a ton and laying mm. down in bed actually was what served me really well in early labor. Yeah. Um, and so I felt bad because my midwife was on the phone and she was like, well, if you could like try to get up, that'd be really great. And I was like, I really don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, just so could, and like, it was, it was doable, but it was so much easier for me to lay in bed and just imagine my body like sinking into the bed, complete relaxation. Mm. So that when those contractions came, I was able to be 100% relaxed and just surrender yeah. my body to what was going on. Um, so I labored most of the time. It was probably three-ish hours, three or four hours before the midwives came and I was laying down most of the time. And yeah. there were times where I tried to get up and go to the restroom and then I would have a contraction on the toilet and then at the sink and then at the door as I was trying to leave. Intervals kept getting shorter. So it was mm -hmm. like progressing at a relatively quick rate to the point yeah. where I was okay to justify laying down a little bit. Um, yeah, you're like, I deserve this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> I I also tried to eat a little bit at the very beginning. Um, I ended up throwing it up. So mm. that didn't last for very long. Yeah. Um, but I was really glad to at least have some kind of awareness that that was a thing. Because if I didn't have a friend that told me, hey, this is what happened to me, it's happened to some other moms, just a heads yeah. up, you might experience it. That was really helpful to be aware of. Mm -hmm. um, another friend told me about having the shakes too. When contractions yeah. started, my body did start shaking a little bit. Um, and it wasn't anything weird, but it would have kind of taken me off guard if I didn't know. Yeah. That yeah. That so many moms are like, deal am sometimes. I supposed to like, am I cold? Like what's going on? Why am I, I shaking know. or why am I <laughs> nauseous? So yeah, very common symptoms, but if you don't expect them to come, you're like, is this normal? Am I okay? Totally. Yeah. So it was nice to have kind of had the heads up on both of those things. So when it happened, I was like, this is no big deal. This happens to everyone. I'll just kind of go yeah. with the flow and you know, follow where my body leads. So, mm -hmm. um, so let's see, we, I stayed in bed most of the time. I had a list of things that I wanted to do to kind of set up our little living room area. We have a one bedroom apartment, so we needed to move things around a little bit to make sure we had space <laughs> for everything. And I was under the impression that I would have the capacity to help put all of those things together. Um, yeah. so my poor husband ended up taking the brunt of the work. So while I was laying in bed laboring, he was like trying to fix everything and he got <laughs> my essential oils going and he put my music on and he, you know, reorganized our apartment and got the pool ready and things like that. Mm. Um, so he totally crushed it. He did an amazing job kind of setting up the atmosphere, which was awesome. Good. Yeah. Um, so then our midwife came probably around 9.30 in the morning. Um, and not too long after that, we did my first cervical check. Um, and the first cervical check that I had had, I think a day before, I was at about two centimeters dilated already. And okay. so by the time I had gone through this early labor period, we checked again. And I was already at eight or nine centimeters at that wow. point. And I personally was a little bit shocked and very pleasantly surprised because yeah. I thought that like majority of labor was basically this zero to 10 centimeters dilation mm. journey. And so mm -hmm. the fact that I'd only been laboring for four hours and was already there, I was like, this is going to be a piece of cake. Like I'm <laughs> so pumped. And these contractions, yeah. like obviously they were strong, um, yeah. but they were very manageable. And so mm -hmm. I was pretty encouraged at that point to be like, okay, I definitely thought it was going to be a lot worse than this. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so the pool hadn't been a hundred percent like set up at that point. So that was the kickstart. Everyone was like, oh, we gotta, we gotta get <laughs> the show on the road. <laughs> exactly. So the pool got pumped up and, um, got filled up with this nice warm water. So once that was all said and done, I ended up, oh, and I was GBS positive as well. So I got a little okay. antibiotic before I went into the pool. Um, and then getting into the pool for the first time was probably the most relieving feeling 
I have mm-hmm. ever experienced in my entire life. <laughs> mm, yeah. And I like even the thought when I was pregnant, understanding that I couldn't go into a hot tub, I don't have a jacuzzi immediately accessible to me at all times. But just the fact that I had to like the thought of giving that up was such a sacrifice because I love jacuzzis. <laughs> and so this felt like an early celebration because it's like a hundred <laughs> degrees. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. Yeah, I think I know. I water was, during labor is just like it's it's a it's game changer, like a best friend. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyone who's thinking about using hydrotherapy, I would highly, mm-hmm. highly recommend it. Um, and I, yeah, I was like on the verge of tears when I got in there. It was so nice, and mm. this was probably one of the first really challenging parts of labor, though, because mentally. Mentally, I knew that obviously every pregnancy and every birth story is so different and not one of them looks the same. Um, but with my initial impression of having the zero to 10 centimeters dilation journey, I was under the impression that that was like the hard part. Like he's gotten through most of it. The biggest percentage of your like birth laboring journey is pretty much done. And then the transition birth piece can obviously take some time, but it'll take a shorter amount of time. So understanding that I went into the pool thinking that things were like ready to happen. And then I ended up Mm. stalling for about two hours in there. Okay. And so mentally that was a really challenging piece for me. I started having all these like doubts and thoughts of like, man, Mm. if I'm like making my midwives wait, you know, do they think that I'm going to be able to do this? And contractions at one point, I, I remember telling people like, um, or telling my husband that the contractions started to almost tease me a little bit, or that's how it felt. They seemed yeah. to get shorter and they weren't as powerful. And the intervals in between them actually seemed to get a little bit longer. And so in the moment where I felt like I wasn't strong enough to really help pushing like progress or move forward. Looking back on it, I actually recognize it as a time of my body saying, Hey, we just spent a lot of effort the last four hours getting you to 10 centimeters. We just need to take a breather before we, you know, need to use all this energy for the pushing stage that's coming. Yeah. And so there were a couple of times in between contractions where I was actually able to 100% escape all labor pains for like a good minute. And so there were, I was just hanging out in the pool, enjoying my jacuzzi. And I probably even dozed off a couple of times in between contractions. Um, so it was like this moment of total serenity, which I did not expect at all. Um, yeah. And I think if this were to happen again, I would probably be in more of a position to accept that a little bit more because I was so like mentally ready to progress and to keep going that I didn't fully just be like, okay, I'm just going to chill here for a second, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but also looking back in hindsight, it was really good timing because my sweet husband, he, my favorite snack right now is strawberries and dark chocolate. And he was going Mm -hmm. to heat some dark chocolate up in the microwave, but he didn't realize how small of a time interval I always use to heat it up. And so he ended up burning the chocolate and it filled our entire apartment with smoke. Oh no. Oh my goodness. So as I was laboring in the pool, stalling, my midwives and Jared were like running around the apartment, opening up all the windows. (laughs) So in terms of me needing attention, I was so low maintenance at that point. They were able to handle that super well and everything worked out. So in hindsight, the timing really <laughs> a did little work excitement. Out well. Yeah, just a little bit as if things oh weren't exciting goodness. enough. Um, <laughs> and then after that two hour period of stalling, stalling, resting, recovering, mm-hmm. getting ready, um, then things started to progress. I started to feel like that natural, like my body's just bearing down. We're ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like I was able to work with my contractions at that point. And, um, at that point I was able to start really working with them and feeling some progress of her slowly moving deeper or further down into my pelvis. Um, and the pushing again, a challenging part, especially when you're not doing it medicated, like you feel everything. Um, and I think to some extent it sucks that you have to Mm. feel everything because it is a challenging thing to go through. 
On the other hand, I also loved how aware I was of everything happening. Like I could feel the back and forth motion of her head as Mm -hmm. I was pushing. I could feel the power of my contractions and like was really able to work well with them. I could feel like my skin stretching, which was hard, but it also gave me such a keen understanding of what was too much and what wasn't too much. Um, So there was a lot of like, there was a lot of tension of like, this is really good and I'm glad I have this, but holy crap, this really hurts. Yeah. Yeah. It's intense. (laughs) Um, It is a really intense moment. And so I think it was probably in total about two hours of pushing, but the more intense piece probably took closer to 30 minutes. Um, and it was just this, like this back and forth ordeal, slowly trying Mm -hmm. to make sure that she came out well. Um, Mm. and I did feel myself tear, which was hard. Um, mm. But I mean, looking back, I think I wouldn't trade that pain for a um, a lack of control, I guess, or a lack of mm. awareness of what was going mm. on. So I would definitely oh. like do it that way again. Um, yeah. And when she was born, uh, we were still in the water at that point. So I her head came out and visually also just from like an expectation standpoint, I had the understanding that the head was going to be the hardest part. And so I was like, great, she's done. And so I think within all the, within that single contraction head came out and I heard it, someone was like, Oh my gosh, her head's out. And I was like, great. The rest of her's coming out right now. Like we are doing this. (laughs) And so I, it was all within that same contraction. I just like went hard and I pushed and pushed and pushed. And I just felt, I saw it in my head. I was like, there are her shoulders, there's her body, the rest of her out, get out of me. Um, and that was a very relieving feeling at that point, Mm. just to feel everything just like, and it was done. And so she plopped in the water. I turned around, picked her up and held her in my arms for the first time. And that was such a surreal moment. Like, as a first time mom, you know that a baby's growing inside of you and you're following the development of it and reading about it, but there is nothing that compares to that first moment where you're like, yeah. oh my word, this is actually yeah. real. Um, yeah, so, so that special. was super crazy and so fun. And like, I know that there's a lot that goes on in regards to the hormones that are, you know, raging through your body and changing so many things, but man, I have never felt a love so strong for someone before. Yeah. I love my husband, but I love my baby, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's different too after, you know, the, all of that like intense work, that challenging work that you're doing to mm-hmm. finally see like literally the fruit of your labor just to be like, oh my gosh, like finally I like have you here. And it does produce such an intense amount of love. And so, you know, I totally understand where it's like a love that you could never even explain because it's like, you know, with our loved ones, we grow to love them over time. And, you know, I feel like every day we love them more, but like with our babies, it's like, I've never even met you before. And I just like love you an infinite amount. It feels like from the very beginning. And it's such a special moment. It's like an immediate thing. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So sweet. Yeah. I love it. We had that moment, then we hung out in the pool for a little bit, but my midwives didn't want me to deliver the placenta in the water. So that was Mm -hmm. an interesting thing, trying to figure out how to hold my child while three people helped me like get out of the pool. (laughs) Um, And we moved to the couch after that. And within 20 minutes, I delivered the placenta, which did not hurt in any way whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, And then at the same time, my baby within that 20 minutes also bobbed her way around and eventually self-attached and we started feeding for the first time. And so everything happened like pretty quickly after the fact. Um, I think one of the tougher parts for me to manage was the aftermath of the birth. And I wasn't fully, um, I didn't fully understand what some of those things looked like. Um, And so I ended up just for a various number of reasons, I was mildly anemic or like borderline anemic going into the birth. So just for the sake of helping with clotting issues and things like that, I ended up going on Pitocin afterwards just to help with contracting and things like that. Um, And so the labor pains that I thought I had escaped once and for all, like 
yeah. kind of came back. <laughs> yeah. And so that was kind of a bummer to have to go like through that. And I had to get like an abdominal massage to make sure that things indeed were contracting. And so just having yeah. a sensitive body after going through labor of and then course. having to go through more things was not fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and for, you know, all the moms who are listening to this and maybe going into their birth experience for the first time, like that is so routine where, you know, and you can always have the option to say no to that Pitocin, but it often does help prevent, you know, that postpartum bleeding. Um, and it does help with that blood clotting and, but it does make those afterbirth sensations a little bit more intense. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is pretty routine. And then, yeah, those abdominal, that fundal massage is, it's no joke. <laughs> it really, yeah, yeah, it's not. So I think if I had known and expected that or was just more aware of the possibility that that could happen, I think it would have been easier for me to manage. But because I didn't know what to expect, it kind of took me off guard a little bit. So having, yeah. I just had to process through that a little bit. Um, and then I got stitches afterwards. So once the midwives were like done with everything, I was like, awesome. See you later. I am so (laughs) over like being touched and like all these different things. I just want to hold my baby. Um, so, but I think honestly, that's one of the things, one of the huge things about being at home was once everything Mm -hmm. was done, they just said, okay, we'll see you later. And then they left and we didn't have to worry about like putting baby in the car seat and getting all of our things or having everything packed. We were in our comfort spot. We knew where everything was. We could sleep in our own bed that night. We, you know, you're already in your own space. Exactly. So that was super special. And I also loved how when the midwives were helping me with the recovery process after the birth, my husband was needed to take care of the little baby. So Mm, instead of mm -hmm. necessarily being, you know, taking while nurses and doctors are phenomenal at what they do, I yeah. loved that the dad was needed in that moment. And he was really able to connect with her and spend time with yeah. her in her first few hours. Um, so that was really special for the whole purpose of like having everything done at home. And I absolutely yeah. love that. So Yeah, it's so family centered at home. Exactly. You know, you and your husband and your baby are really the focal point um, and everything kind of is revolving around you, which is really, really sweet to have. Yeah, exactly. So we, at that point, slept for probably about four hours before our shift schedule started up after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we had a couple visits from our midwife and birthing assistant after like the couple days following. Um, but yeah, that's basically the, the main premise of the story there. I love it. And how old is your daughter now? She is, oh, let's see. She'll be two weeks on Saturday. Oh so. my goodness. So I she's guess that's fresh. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I love it. So sweet. Well, I love how I feel like a lot of your birth story, you're talking about like surrendering. Um, and I think it's interesting, like as a like physical fitness person, um, so much of what we do is like strength training. Like, you know, it's like all of this, like hold on to things, like I'm in control of my body. Totally. And so it's so funny to experience you know, labor and birth where it is so much. It's not like you're controlling it. Like you don't want tight muscles. You want everything super, super relaxed. And so I love just how you were saying, like you had to train yourself to surrender and, uh, you know, let your body experience those surges and let it flow through you. And I, I just love how you kept using the word surrender. That was, that was so cool. Thanks. Yeah, it was a it was an important lesson because it's definitely like you said, it kind of goes against the grain of what you're used to doing, especially Mm. when it comes to controlling what your body does. Because I think if you're an intentional weightlifter, like you are very intentionally like squeezing certain muscles at certain times and Mm. like, yeah, learning how to control different pieces of your body. Um, So in a sense, it was really different to be like Mm. okay my body knows what it's doing this isn't anything that I can you know propel forward or instigate especially in that like two-hour stall period that I had I Mm. ended up having to say okay you're in control I will do what you need to do and yeah that always yeah and I feel like every mom at some point in their labor has to come to that point where it's like okay like I'm relinquishing control, you know, like my body is going to do this. My baby is going to do this. Um, And it's kind of a hard, it's a hard moment to come to sometimes in that labor experience. You're like, okay, like 
like I'm letting go. My hands are open now. Um, do you feel like there was a point in your labor where you kind of like hit a wall and you're like, okay, I just have to like, you know, get through this in order to get to the other side. Was that like around that stall time or was there a different time Mm -hmm. in your labor where you felt that, or did you feel that at all? That's a good question. I think, I don't know if I ever felt a wall per se. Um, but I think the, right before I was going into the pushing stage and starting to feel some of that pain, I think I, I would refer to it as this catch 22 piece where it's like the only way you can work with your body, inevitably there is going to be like pain. And like, like if there's some ladies out there who are able to push and feel zero pain, I covet you. Like that's (laughs) incredible. Um, but like, it is something like at one point you have to say, Hey, like, this isn't something I necessarily want to do um, or want to experience physically, but the baby's got to come out. And this is the only way the baby's going to come out. And so I think if, if there was a wall that I ever hit, that was probably the mental tension that felt most like a wall where I was like, this is just something I have to do at this point. Um, Mm. And I've actually had to revisit that moment a few times after the birth. I, and I take a, a little bit of extra time to process emotionally what I'm going through. I journal a lot. And obviously in that moment, I don't have time to journal about the things course, I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and so there have been a few moments post-birth that I've had to give myself to really process the things that I was feeling. Um, because there were, I mean, there was a moment where I probably, if I had the time, I like would have cried about it. And so there have been a couple of yeah. times like, after where I was taking a nice long shower that my husband blessed me with. And (laughs) I just took a moment to say, Hey, I need to acknowledge the fact that I was like stressing out a little bit in that moment. Mm. And so giving myself the space to cry and to emotionally process the things that I didn't have time to process then in that moment has been really helpful just in terms of like the healing process of like, recognizing how I felt and being able to like provide myself with the space to really feel that. So that's been really helpful for me too. Um, and like has allowed me to see the birthing experience in a more positive light because I have been able to process everything really well. So I think that was probably like the biggest wall. Hmm, Yeah. Yeah. And I think every woman, it's so important to process through that birth story. And I always encourage moms to write it out and, you know, like look back and remember those things and feel the feelings that like are evoked from that experience and, you know, mm-hmm. process through those and work through, um, you know, the harder emotions and then, you know, relish the really positive ones. But I feel like there are so many positive things that we can draw from any kind of birth experience. And so that's awesome that you, you know, are taking the time to process through this birth experience that you've just had. Um, you said you journal a lot. Is there, you know, is that like the way that you're processing through this or like, what are some tips that you would give moms who, you know, should, should, or can be like processing through their birth stories? Yeah, totally. I think, I mean, journaling is huge for me only for multiple reasons. One, um, primarily because I can be in my head a lot, but so much clarity will come to me through actually writing it out because I'm able to look back and read through things and add different details and kind of edit as I go. Um, Hmm. And I used to handwrite a lot, but now I'm typing because my brain just works a little bit too quickly for my hand to catch up. (laughs) And I also, I have this app that I would recommend. It's called Day One and I use it. It like interchangeably will go from your laptop to your phone and you can use it on different devices and update it from different places. And that's been super helpful for me. And so I will journal it out um, to simply find clarity and things to kind of come to little revelations here and there through the process of writing it out. But then I also and think do you the write other- it out on your app on that day one app. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So I spent, it was probably a couple days after the birth where I just took a couple hours and like I told the whole story. And then I also had questions that were really, that some people asked me that I thought were really thought provoking. And so I wrote down all of those questions, like you know, would you do it the exact same way as you experienced it? If you could change things, were there anything you could change? 
would you want to use an epidural after experiencing it naturally? And so I was just able to like go through all of those things and just kind of reflect on the experience that I had, the story that I told and the, um, you know, ultimately what my thoughts were on each of those things. Um, and then I think once I was able to write all of that out, now I have that as a keepsake to look back on when I have kid number two and number three and however many kids we end up having. Um, and also just seeing like, I don't have the greatest memory. I'll be the first to admit that. So being able to (laughs) preserve the details of that day was is a huge priority for me so being able to look back after 50 years and you know being able to read from my point of view the fresh details of how it happened um I also just want to be able to remember it really well and to have something to remind me of um you know what the story was like so yeah that's so sweet I love that yeah that's so powerful um what 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 do you feel like was the best thing, like looking back on your birth experience as you're journaling through this, what do you feel like was the best thing that your husband did to support you during this whole process? Ooh, that's a good question. I think the first thing that comes to mind is the, the strawberries and dark chocolate. I It didn't work out as well as he thought it did. But <laughs> in the moment when I heard that that's what he was doing, like, I was like, oh, you know me, you know, like, what would have meant a lot, you've like been observing me over the last few days and thought that that would have been something that really would have helped. Um, And then I think there was a moment in that stalling period where I verbalized to him, I was like, hey, I'm feeling pretty defeated. Like, Hmm. I feel like I should be progressing and I'm not and I don't like, I don't know what to do about this. And in that moment, like throughout the entire laboring process, he was very present with me, um, which was the one thing that I asked him. I was like, I don't know what all I'm going to need in the moment in terms of positioning or, you know, ideas or things like that. Mm -hmm. All of that is subject to change. But if I can just have you be present and like, just be with me, that's going to be really important. And I think in that moment, that was mostly what I needed from him. And so to be able to like be super vulnerable with him there and say, I am feeling defeated by this moment. Um, He grabbed my hand and came close and prayed with me for a moment there. And I think that was just the fact that he was available and present and willing to like lean into that moment with me um, and feel for a second. Um, I think that's probably the one moment that stood out to me the most and yeah, really touched me when I was looking back and processing on everything. I think that was a, that was a pretty standout moment. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like so many partners are like, I don't know what to do. Like I'm afraid to do the wrong thing. And I always just encourage like partners. I'm just like, just be present. Like your husband was for you. It's like, just be close by, you know, try different things. And if mama doesn't like it, she'll let you know, but just be Mm -hmm. close by, be present, be ready for, you know, whatever is, whatever is next. And so that's so sweet that, you know, he did just what you needed. And that was just having him close by and just being with you every step of the way and knowing you so well. And I think that's like such a big thing that partners bring into into the birth space is just like knowing the mama who's in labor so, so well. And it's like no one else can bring that into the birth experience except for them. Like a doula can't do that. A midwife can't do that. A nurse can't do that. The only person Mm -hmm. who knows and loves you in that kind of way is your partner. And that's so sweet that he was able to, you know, be that for you. Um, And it's amazing that he was able to do that in the context of being home as well so that it, you know, adds an element of like more comfort because it was a familiar place to both of you. And so, you know, he had that freedom to go to the kitchen and burn the chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so sweet. And it is really the thought that counts, really. You know, you're just like, oh, wow, that's so sweet that, you know, he did know me so well. So I love that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think it was funny. And I remember in one of your previous videos that we watched, learning to not take things personally, when women don't want you to do a certain thing, we did have a moment like that, too. Because I told him prior to like, I mean, I don't know what woman doesn't love kissing her husband. But I was like, hey, if this is going to help, like produce hormonally, like things that will help to progress labor, like, yeah. I'm probably gonna want to kiss you a lot. And 
but there was one moment where he was like leaning in to give me a nice smooch, but I was not having it. And I like pushed his <laughs> face away. I was like, get out of my face. And that's I hilarious. After the fact, I was like, I'm so sorry. I told you that that's something I probably would have wanted. And you like went for it and I did not want it at all. And yeah. so, yeah, learning to not take things personally when you like offer things either, like is huge. Luckily he yeah. just like threw it to the side was like, okay, whatever. She obviously is not interested Good. in that. Um, I love it. But yeah, I thought that was funny that we ended up having a moment like that too. <laughs> yeah. There's always at least one or two funny moments when it comes to labor. Totally. So what do you feel like you've learned the most from your birth experience? Oh, that's also a good question. Hmm. I think, I think there is something to be said about how you can't deny the design of our bodies. Like I understood that going into it and read a lot of things that was basically like, Hey, you're created to do this. Like, and I remember you, uh, giving an example of like the, uh, orange pushing an orange through your nostril metaphor Mm -hmm. (laughs) of giving birth yeah um when in reality like our body is like fashioned to do this um Mm -hmm. we're obviously a nostril is not meant to to do that kind of job yeah Um, so I think being able to like know it is one thing but actually being able to experience it and come to terms with wow we were created to do this like yeah this this is intentional design um And being able to just witness that firsthand, um, I think really Mm. helped to, to really, you know, make things click and just to give me a new understanding of what that meant. Um, and a Mm. a whole new appreciation for it too. Just like being able to finally be in a position where I wasn't trying to control things anymore. And I didn't necessarily have to be intentional about really doing anything. Um, but it gave me a new insight into what it meant to pay attention to what my body was doing and where it was leading me. Um, Mm. And I think, you know, as a fitness coach, there is an element of that. Like I have to make sure that my body feels okay to do the workout that I'm about to do. And, you know, I'll be tracking how my body responds to certain foods, um, noting intolerances and things like that. But this was like a whole new level of coming to understanding like, okay, what's my body saying and how do I respond to that how do I lean into the you know the ways that it's working um Mm. so I think that was probably it's it's kind of hard it's not like a uh it's not like a proven point lesson that you can really teach anyone but it's just it comes from actually experiencing it um yeah but I think it really does like give you a whole new appreciation for the body that you have and what it's capable of doing yeah Totally. It is pretty amazing what the female body can do, that it can grow a life and then birth life. It's so so incredible. Yeah, Yeah. it is. I love it. It's so amazing. Um, Well, if there was one thing that you could, you know, encourage or one tip you could give expecting mamas, what would it be? Mm. Yeah, well, I guess I'll just kind of play off of that previous answer. Like you are fully designed to do this. Um, and whether you choose to use medication or not, like your Mm. body knows exactly what it's doing. And I think, um, if mamas out there are hoping to do a natural birth, like there are moments in there where you do think maybe this is too much, but I just want to affirm the fact that like, there is, there is purpose in how our bodies work and, um, we are fully created to do it this way. Um, and then I guess the other thing I would encourage you to do is just give yourself the space to process afterwards. Mm. Um, I think that's so important. Like, and my labor took 10, 11 hours in total. I think, um, we started at five 30 and she was born close to four in the afternoon. And so for some women, they have a little bit more time to think about it, but I also think you're just experiencing so much in the moment. Like you don't have a yeah. lot of capacity to like make that head to heart connection and fully come to terms with how you see that experience and how you felt during every moment, basically like carve out some time to process everything that happened. Give yourself the space to cry about things, Mm. about hard moments that you weren't able to process like in the moment as you were experiencing it. Um, And then I would also just encourage you like write the story out, make sure you can use it as a keepsake 
Um, I know that yeah. I've given it to some of my other friends and they've really benefited from hearing different parts of the story and, you know, it's helped them to shape some of the decisions that they're planning to make in their future births. Mm. So, um, it serves a lot of purposes. So I think that couple yeah. hours would be really worth the time and effort. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that you're sharing your birth story with, you know, those around you, but then also on this platform with a lot of mamas who are going to hear it because you're right. Like there's so much we can glean from other people's birth stories for our own experiences, you know, as we're planning them or processing through them. Um, and I just think it's such a valuable tool to add into your preparation for birth is hearing these, these birth stories that are true, that are from you know, mamas just like the rest of us, you know? And so thank you again for sharing your birth story. Is there anything else that you would like to add? No, I think that's about it. Well, thank you so much for sharing it with us again. Seriously, it was such a special story and congratulations on your little girl. I'm sure that you are enjoying those newborn snuggles so much. <laughs> they are the best. They make the whole thing worth it for sure. I know. <laughs> They do. It's a good thing they come out cute. I know. <laughs> Makes all that hard work worth it. Well, thank you You're again, nice. Daisha, for sharing your story. And hopefully I will talk to you again in the future. That sounds great. Thanks so much for letting me share. Yeah. Have a great rest of the day. Thanks. You too. <laughs> Bye. Well, mamas, I hope you loved hearing Daisha's story and learned something about the power of surrendering over to your body and baby during labor. Daisha talked a lot about processing through the emotions and events of birth, and I encourage you to do the same. No matter where, when, or how you give birth, it is an event that you will want to remember forever. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Built to Birth podcast, rate it, and then write a review. And thanks for being with me in this one, and I will see you in the next one.